Your Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning is offered for informational purposes only. Before you make any major life changes, please seek the help of a professional or your physician before you do so. Thank you and enjoy the show. Welcome to Your Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning. This podcast will teach you how to get healthy and remain that way naturally. Hello, welcome back to Your Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning. My name is Aaron and I am here with Dr. Chris Banning. Uh, Dr. Banning, you doing okay? I'm doing fantastic. It's a beautiful Saturday in White House, or Saturday, I should say. I sound really northern, or southern sometimes. It's a beautiful Saturday here in White House, Tennessee. Sun is bright and shining. Uh, it's a little warm, but uh, we've got much better weather than others around us. There's oh, some, yes. some rough stuff yeah. flowing around. Mm-hmm. Our, our thoughts and prayers are with those in uh, North Carolina and the surrounding areas. Uh, this week, Dr. Banning, our topic is Mama Was Right, and I love that, and my mom would love to hear that, too, so she'll be listening. <laughs> yeah, she was right about a lot of things, and unfortunately, a lot of us are very rebellious when it comes to listening to Mama. Absolutely, yeah. And then as we get older, we kind of realize, hey, you know, Mama was right about several things. I think Three Dog Night said it best. Oh, how did that? What did they do? <laughs> Mama told me not to come. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I did, and I got in trouble. All right. <laughs> so. I'll have to listen to that song. <laughs> That's a classic. All right. All right. I, I believe you. So let's talk about that. Some of the advice we got uh, that we received as children um, was excellent advice. You know, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have all, all of this information flowing at us from every single corner of our lives like we do today, but we did have mom and dad. Yes, and you know, information flowing at us from every direction, that is a great dovetail into our discussion. Good. Because we're talking about posture and how our environment affects posture and then how posture in turn affects our brain. And then how our brain, in turn, affects our health. That sounds like a good train of thought. Yeah, that went pretty deep pretty quick. But, uh, <laughs> I had to but, think about it. Yeah, our, our conscious level of sensation is always monitoring its environment as far as temperature. Like earlier, I was like, you know, it's kind of warm in here. Right. And you were doing fine, but I had just got through exercising and sweating like crazy, took a shower. So I was a little bit warm. I'm like, eh, I don't want to be sweating during this podcast, but um, I'm actually cooling down now. So that's that's a good thing. That's but, funny. Yes. I, I, I had spent my morning uh, sitting at a desk editing podcast. I didn't sweat at all. <laughs> and my temperature was fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so I'd like to challenge the audience to name the five senses now. Okay, let me try. I'm not going to be looking. Give, oh, you already said one. Oh, eyes. Uh, seeing. Yeah. Seeing. There you go. Okay. Okay, I'm going to guess. Uh, seeing. Hearing. Is What'd that right? Say? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hearing. It's kind of corny. I'm sorry. <laughs> the cornier, the better. Yeah, we okay. don't like corn, though. No, no. That's bad for you. <laughs> okay, so I got seeing, hearing, taste. Yes. Uh, touch. Yes. And that's it. That's all. I got four out of five, I guess. 
Oh, scent. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So we got hearing, seeing, taste, touch, and scent. Yeah. Okay. Now that's interesting because some people tried to to name a list on our audience, and then others just looked at their. Well, gosh, I got my eyes, my ears, my nose, and my tongue, and yeah. my skin. You know. Yeah. So we all relate to our senses differently, but there is a sixth sense. Yeah, I saw that movie. Oh, is that a movie? <laughs> the Man, you're so far sense. ahead of me culturally. Yeah. I. I don't think it's the sense you're talking about, though. Okay, all right. Um, But the sixth sense is, well, let me just have you do this. Okay. Close your eyes. All right. And take your hands, spread them apart, and put your index fingers out and touch them next. Touch them. Okay? Now put your hands above your head. (laughs) I couldn't even do that. Oh, come on now. (laughs) Chew bubble gum and walk at the same time. Okay, hands above your head. Rub your belly and pat your head at the same time. Okay. Oh, you can't. You got your hand with a mic in I'm there. holding a microphone. Yeah. Okay. So you can put your index fingers, touch them above your head. You can touch them behind your head. You can touch them behind your back. That is a position sense. You know, if you were an officer, I'd be going to jail right now because really? I, with my eyes closed, I was having trouble even touching my my finger. I couldn't find Uh-oh. it. Officer. Officer. <laughs> officer. Yeah. So, so position sense, not in necessarily in outer space but in our environment in our environment of space and gravity okay um and so position sense what do we want to talk about posture now they say the eye is the window to the soul correct you can actually look at the blood vessels and the background of the back part of the eye and um the macula and all those neat little areas to determine if someone has a blood disease or an eye disease. Isn't that funny? Let me stop you right there because I had oh. a fellow one time uh, that we bumped into that could read eyes. Oh. And he could tell, um, he, he told, he saw one lady and and uh, was very sad for her because she had had a miscarriage. But he saw that through her eyes. Yeah, believe it or not, I don't study iridology but uh, there was, or there is one up in Kentucky that I've had several patients go to and have, they've gotten some really good results. They're really good at looking at past traumas, I think. I don't know yeah. enough about them really, but I, I do know that there's some validity to what they do. I'm just not. I, well, I wouldn't have believed it had I not seen it. Yeah. It, it was interesting. Yeah. And I'm sorry to stop you, but I no. just wanted to want, I want to kind of pick your brain and see if that's actually a real science. So it is. That's a real thing. I think it is. I think there's an art, there's a science and a philosophy behind it. Um, I wouldn't call it mainstream. Yeah. No, not at I all. I think holistically speaking, um, it's another venue that you can uh, look and explore uh, deficiencies or health issues that you have. But uh, so I was going on to say that posture is the window to your spine. Okay. So eyes are the window to the soul and posture is the window to the spine. Yeah. Now, if you don't much, don't know very much about the spine, then you're kind of like sitting there like, well, what does that mean? Well, your spine houses your nervous system. Okay. Um, your brain is inside of your skull and then your spinal cord is in your vertebrae. So, God must have thought that your brain and spinal cord are pretty important because they have their own um, bony protection. Yeah. Now, the the spine actually has 24 movable joints called vertebrae. And so we look at alignment, position, and a gravity field. And the way we evaluate posture is we look at somebody from the front and we'll hang a gravity weight line and splits them right down the center. Now it should. 
And it should go split them into two equal halves. So sometimes people will have a head tilt, they'll have a low shoulder, they'll have a short leg, um, and those are issues. They can mm-hmm. create postural problems. And then we have the side view, or we call it the sagittal view. That's where we hang a plumb line. It should come down their ear, uh, the middle of their shoulder, the middle of their hip, uh, just just behind their knee and down the center of their ankle. And so that's uh, what good posture looks like. Okay. Now, does anybody have good posture in today's society? No. That's what's so challenging. And so, you know, it's so complex to look at posture, but yet it's so simple. That's why we talk about what mama said, stand up straight. Um, I met somebody the other day. We were at a movie, and uh, I hadn't seen the guy in a long time. And my wife and I saw him. He was bent forward about 40 degrees at his lower back. I was like, my goodness, what happened? I didn't really talk to him about his posture. We just talked and kind of pretended like nothing really happened. But um, there are so many people that are developing posture at such an early age with a text neck and, uh, you know, people that have sedentary lifestyles or sit at a computer all day um, and develop forward head posture. But this creates all kinds of problems for health. So posture determines health. And if you don't believe me, there's been lots of studies on posture. Um, one study, oh, I've got it written down somewhere. It was in spine. Spine. I, I can give the, uh, the sources. Of, there's two studies that we're going to talk about. Um, the one study took a large group of patients or, or people, and it divided them into four groups. The top 25 percent with good posture the second 25 percentile the third and the last and he looked at them over the years and what they did was they examined each of these patients looked at health markers and what they discovered is the people with the worst posture had the biggest health issues like high blood pressure parkinson's um you know liver disease heart disease things like that and the ones that had the best posture were the healthiest and so posture is a mortality indicator it's also a good indicator of the quality of life that you will have and positively speaking longevity as well and so you know it's just fascinating how far this can go before we really delve into the the depths of you know what what good posture really means what bad posture means um but uh you know it's fascinating. As a chiropractor, we always look at people's posture yeah. because we're concerned about how that nervous system is working. Um, is poor posture a, a bad habit? I mean, because I can be sitting or standing and and think to myself, "Stand up straight," and then I'll straighten up. But most of the time, I'm not. I'm not that way. Is that a habit, or is that what what causes bad posture? It's a learned behavior. Um, it's part of your environment. So if you sit all day and look at a computer, mm-hmm. that's a learned behavior. So what your brain will think is normal posture, you may have forward head posture. And that's another point is the further forward your head goes in relation to your, your hips, um, that's another mortality indicator. 
And so we want our patients to, to know that and to work on their posture. So if we look at this, how this works, um, your brain uh, receives information from your body in regards to motion, position, alignment, acceleration, deceleration. All your joints have these things called mechanoreceptors. Okay. All right. So all they do is they take a mechanical signal and it gets turned into a chemical signal up at the brain and the brain sends a behavior back in response to the signal. It's like a message center. So any information from the body about a joint will go through your spinal cord and up to a part of your brain. And then your brain will process that and say, what should we do? So if you have good posture, guess what? Good signals are going up to the brain. So it's almost like a water hose. There's no crimps in it, so, so it's flowing freely. Eh, eh, you know, if you squeeze a water hose, the water slows down. And if you release that and make it okay. straight, All right. you know, the water flows freely. Okay. That's kind of how I, think, I pictured that, it as you were talking. Okay, well, that's probably a good analogy. So let's talk about one of the most important structures in your nervous system. Okay. Now, this is a big word. Uh-oh. Don't try to spell it. <laughs> All right, hold on a second. It okay. is the pontomedular reticular formation. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Let's just call it the brainstem. It's not the okay. brainstem. The, the pons is just above the brainstem. All so right. It basically works with cranial nerves 5 through 12. We're not even going to get into cranial nerves or balance here. Because it's really, really complicated. So what happens is this, we'll just call it your brainstem. Why is it so important what our mechanoreceptors feed our brain? Well, there, this little thing called the brainstem or the PMRF, properly uh, referred to, it receives all the motor signals regarding all the physical activities of your body. It receives all the sensory signals regarding pain, and it receives visceral signals regarding your blood pressure, your heart rate, your breathing, and it controls your, it receives information about consciousness, alertness, control, and sleep. So what's happening is your postural signals are being integrated with all the organs messages with all the motor control, with all the alertness and sleep control centers through that brainstem or the PMRF. So guess where that PMRF is located? Right where the skull and the first two bones of your spine are. Wow. Okay. Okay. So there's actually a center in that PMRF that inhibits flexion of the neck because flexion of the neck creates stress on the body. Look up. Hold your head up. Bring that head back over the shoulders. So that's why people that have poor posture have problems with their blood pressure. High blood pressure. What do we have now? We have a lot of arrhythmias just all over the place. Everybody's yeah. getting arrhythmias. Sleep studies. 
How many people do you know having sleep studies? I had one. What'd they tell you? You're not sleeping right. What'd they do? Give you a pill or give you something <laughs> like a turbocharger? It blows in your mouth. Yeah. Keep you from snoring. The old Darth Vader thing. That's it. It's yeah. a Darth Vader mask. It's your posture, dummy. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. <laughs> you did. You did say that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. But um, so we've talked about you know the stress response and how. You know, zebras don't get ulcers. They don't. Yeah. The way a zebra works is, hey, there's a lion. It's wanting to eat me. I am going to freak out and run away from this thing. It's going to take me probably about two to three minutes to figure out if I make it or not. And then afterwards, the threat is gone, and I'm going back to eating grass. Right? How about that? Yeah. Now, with us, we're different. Yeah. Uh, we we Our brain takes that a different stress like uh, being late on your house payment uh-huh. um, you know not getting exercise eating an inflammatory diet poor posture physical chemical emotional stressors that all add up and it creates the stress response and my question is should we medicate the stress response I say no no medication okay yeah, I, I, I would tend to agree with that. So what do we do with forward head posture? We look up. We look up. Okay. That may help a little bit. Um, so my question is, is why would you want to medicate the body's response to adapt to a stressor when you could actually remove the stressor? Yeah. By improving the posture, by getting those bones to move like they should, instead of them being stuck and sending bad information to the brain through poor posture. We call it postural neurology. That makes sense. It's amazing. I'm fascinated by it in so many ways. Um, But again, you know, and, and what do they do to check to see if you've had a stroke? They check that area. Do they? I didn't know that. You stick your tongue out of somebody. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. You smile like you're doing right now. (laughs) You put your hands above your head and you move your eyes around. That tests that whole area there. Really? Yeah. Um, And then you work on your balance. You know, close your eyes. You know, the put your feet together. You know, do the drunk guy to see if you can, you know, do the walk with the feet in front of each other. Yeah. Yeah. So... Again, we go back to a sobriety test. Yeah. So all of a sudden, posture is a pretty big deal when we can improve our posture, improve our health. Um, I can give you great examples. I I had a patient come in. He had just incredible forward head posture. And he told me, he says, Doc, when I'm doing my bills, he says, I can't even hold my body upright. Now, this guy had low blood pressure, low energy very low energy his hands were cold and he did not have a lot of tone to his body or his voice or anything so i just say you know you've got to increase forward head posture you've got a hump in your upper back let's work on your posture so we did we did we did we did we didn't even talk about symptoms symptoms are just a small picture of health and so we got his posture working better we got better mobility in his neck specifically the upper part of his neck. We worked on that hump in his shoulders. Guess what happened? 
I bet his I bet he improved. His blood pressure went up. What? That's good. Oh, because <laughs> he had low blood pressure. See, we always think of, of high blood pressure. Yeah. Okay. His blood pressure was too low, but when we changed his posture, his blood pressure went up. He was taking medication to raise his blood pressure. I didn't know such thing existed. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the other thing is, is he could now sit upright without any problems. He still has bad posture. I told him, I said, you're going to take this posture with you to the grave, but you can work on that posture and get in here. And, you know, a lot of the work we do is the base of his skull and his top two bones in his spine, right where that brain somewhere is, is located. And so there's so much information up at that level. If we look at the mechanoreceptors and the position sensors, we want to stimulate the areas that have the highest density of those mechanoreceptors. Guess where they're all at? Most of them. Right there with the PFRMB. Yeah, the ABCDFGHIJKLMP. <laughs> yeah, it's so we're finding out there's actually a bridge from the muscular system to the meninges. And it measures the torque or the distortion of the meninges, and it sends it to the brain. It's called the rectus capitis posticus minor. Yes, another alphabet. Whoa. Yeah, but it was discovered in a cadaver uh, at a dental school. And so the other thing is there are so many amazing movements that the head can make, and the majority, like 60% of all rotation of the head, takes place at the top two bones. So you have these little muscles that are about, gosh, you know what a smoky link is, right? A little, little miniature sauce. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. sir. Do. Yes, sir. They're probably not healthy for you, but it's about the length of one of those and probably about a sixth of the size. Okay. It might be, I don't know, quarter inch. It's not a mover muscle. It is a sensory muscle that feeds the brain information on horizon positioning of the head, balance, continuously, continuously. Uh, the jaw. You ever wonder, how in the world can I chew without getting my tongue bit? You <laughs> Sometimes know? that's not easy. Your tongue knows where it's at all the time. It should. Now, some people don't know how to control their tongue. Yeah. I find myself biting my tongue every once in a while. Yeah. And I always get mad. It's usually when I'm really hungry and eating too fast. Exactly. <laughs> and see, God gave us advice. You know, you got two ears and one tongue. What's the advice he gave us? Listen first before you open your mouth. James chapter one, verse three, I believe. Yes. And then you remove all doubt. If you open your mouth before you hear, you move all doubt. People all know you're a fool. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's just, it is just so fascinating. So you also have a chew counter. How do you know how many times you chew before you swallow? I don't unless, do. it's, unless it's built in. Yeah. So when you're chewing, your brain is like, Hey, we're chewing. Let's start digesting. Okay. Let's start those salivary enzymes. Let, let's get them going. Hey, why don't we go ahead and put some hydrochloric acid in that stomach while we're at it, while we're chewing to prepare to break down that food and to kill any bad bacteria in that food and digest it. Isn't that amazing? It is, but these are all mechanoreceptors. Yeah. Okay, so 
these receptors send information into the brain and then the brain sends a chemical. What if we had to think every time we ate to do those things? Dude, we would be <laughs> jacked up more is, than we are now. I'm promising It's so you. good that God <laughs> uploaded our, our main programming into our CPU <laughs> <laughs> before. Yeah, another, we got so many word letters coming around, flying yes, around here. Yes, we do. Yeah, so, so I haven't even begun to talk about chemically what happens to your brain. Okay. Okay. So when your posture is creating stress in your brainstem and it's sending signals with the way your organs are working, with your posture, with your level of consciousness and alert and, and sleep centers into your brain, it can either send good information or bad information. Okay? If it's good information, it's going to be, well, when I say good information, let's say it's information for growth, repair, and rest. Well, guess what kind of hormones are going to come out of the brain? Good ones. Good ones. The happy ones. Yeah. Serotonin. I can't get no <laughs> satisfaction. You can get it if your posture is right. Okay. So serotonin. Dopamine. Dopamine is the anticipation hormone. It's what keeps you going. Okay. Um. So those are just some examples. And, and, and the other thing is, is cortisol levels go down, which is your stress hormone. And the brain starts functioning better and you start having better health. All over posture. Yes. Posture is a chronic problem. So I have no pain, even though I have my head's like 10 inches forward. I have no pain. Nothing's wrong with me. Ah, No. You can look at people's posture with their age and their history and have a really good idea of what health challenges they will have in the future. I mean, you just look at it right now. How many sleep studies? How many arrhythmias? How many heart problems? Okay. So it's just, uh, it's just a, it's a never ending loop of, uh, receiving information okay and then you know good news bad news good yeah news hey that's good happy hormones bad news not good so and we've talked about how insulin's kind of like the bully on the playground yeah it's the driver of inflammation well guess what if you're eating an inflammatory diet there's bad news bad news fear anxiety depression fight or flight no sleep no testosterone, no energy, hypothyroid, the immune system shuts down. See, because when you're in fight or flight, your body doesn't need to make white blood cells. It doesn't need to worry about a bacteria. It's worried about that lion eating it. That's how your body responds. So sometimes people lose control of their bowel and bladder. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, I was watching, a, I love watching shows on Alaska. Oh, me too. Yeah. I love it when they got these big grizzly bears out there. Yeah. Um, oh, there's all kinds of unbelievable places out there. But anyhow, it showed these two grizzly bears fighting each other. And the fur was flying. I mean, it was incredible. And they defecated all over themselves. Oh. I'm like, you dummy, you defecated. <laughs> I'm about ready to die. I don't need this stuff in me. 
He probably wasn't even aware of it. It was a subconscious decision that was made by his nervous system, and it was appropriate. So a lot of times what we do is we look at the response to a stressed-out nervous system and say that's a pathology when, in, in fact, it's the body adapting the way it best knows how to a stressor. And the way our bodies adapt is determined a lot by our genetics. Okay, but this is the thing. Lifestyle choices, good healthy lifestyle choices can trump genetics, can shut down those bad genes and turn on good gene expression. Hmm. Man, we're all over the place with this thing. I'm sorry. I'm. No, this is all very interesting. Yeah. So let me ask you this. I asked you earlier if, if, if bad posture was a bad habit or if posture was a bad habit. And you talked about a patient that you worked with on posture. So let's say a listener has bad posture and they know it. Or maybe they don't. How do we, how do we repair that? How do we, how do we fix our posture? Well, the first thing is you've got to know there's a problem. And we educate everybody on posture. It is so critical. If you're somebody that just doesn't pay attention to your posture, um, it's really important. It's number. It's probably the, one of the top two or three things you should do. Um, but uh, so so this is the deal. This is what I tell a lot of patients. You know, they're like, man, I got these headaches, pain at the base of the skull, and they got all these other health problems, and they're taking medications. Have your spouse or your significant other take a picture of your neck when you're in your lazy boy or your recliner overstuffed cushion head shoved forward reverse curve in your neck that's a brain stem stressor Mm. those recliners are horrible now if you have gotten to the point where you need transitional lenses what does your head do it tucks down it's always that's right up and down yeah always moving up and down I learned a lot of that from a guy who operated a TV camera. He had gotten tra- transitional lenses, and he was constantly tucking and looking into that lens. Now, you're talking about like bifocals or trifocals? Yeah. 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 Thanks for clarifying that. Yeah. 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 Um, so they'll tuck their chin. They're looking at a lens. They'll bring it up. That kind of thing. So, I do that. I have bifocals, and I find myself doing that all day long. Right. Um, throw that into looking at a computer all day, texting, things like that. I mean... You get set up for poor posture and poor brainstem function. Then a car accident, scar tissue formation around that top of your your spine. I mean, yeah, and it doesn't even have to be a serious car accident for that to happen, does it? It could be no. like a fender bender, or it could be something in a parking lot. Most yeah. people don't realize it because your body receives in a low impact. It receives just as much acceleration, if not more, than your car. Because your head's just sitting there. Yeah. It's just chilling out. And then all of a sudden, your your lower body moves forward. And your head's like, hey, what's going on? And in a quarter of a second, your head just goes all the way back and forward. And, uh, you know, concussions, the birth process, all that stuff puts a lot of stress on a brainstem that people just aren't aware of. Let me ask you this. I have, um, I have another show, a podcast that we do with my co-host. And we were leaving the studio last uh, Wednesday night there's about eight steps and we were walking down the steps (laughs) this is really quite funny to me but uh, we got to the bottom of the I got to the bottom of the steps and turned uh, right to walk towards the parking lot 
Well, my co-host missed the bottom step, and he st- he stepped off and fell flat on his face. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have security cameras, so we've watched it about a dozen times because it's that oh, funny. No. <laughs> but but should he be concerned? Um, I mean, sometimes he may have been processing something else consciously. You know, it's amazing how you know we use the word integration, coordination, uh, creation, interpretation, mental impulse, behavior. Somewhere there was a signal that just didn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was quite funny. Yeah, it, it happens to everybody. Everybody has a glitch could every he have, now and then. He could, could have he, been distracted. Could he have done damage though when he hit? Oh sure, yeah. Okay, that that's where I was going with that. Yeah, I've been trying to get him to come see you because he just lives down the street. Oh, does uh, he? yeah, and oh, he's uh, he could use. I saw what your what your advice and your your practice did for my life, and he mm-hmm. could use it. Yeah. You know. So anyway, we're working on him. We're going to get him in here one of these days. Good, good, good. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I want to tie this into what what us what what we do at our office. I can't speak for everybody, but when when somebody comes in our office, we look for for something called a subluxation. That's a bone that is stuck, not moving, not sending information to the brainstem, and the brain's not receiving information or or sending bad information, stored information. All right. That's what a subluxation is. Bone is stuck. It's not moving. It's creating stress on your brain. And your brain, in turn, is sending that back as a stress signal to your body. Just another piece of information. Your vertebrae are actually attached to your meninges. Wow. There's there's areas that, that thicken. And they're called dentate ligaments. And so, as a chiropractor, we think that's a serious deal. I do. And it's affecting your overall health. But not a lot of people would agree with me on that. I think it's a pretty big deal. It sounds like a big deal to me. It is. Yeah. So, our goal is to get better movement, get better posture with the care that we provide here, and take the stress off of that brain, and also provide advice if the patients want on how to reduce inflammation with their food intake exercises things like that there's postural exercise that you can do that will help improve your posture and reduce the stress on your nervous system make you healthier okay very very interesting so the 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 thing to do if you're concerned about your posture the safe thing to do would be to seek a professional's advice Right. Um, and what I would do is just talk to friends. Say, hey, you know of a good chiropractor. What yeah. did he do to you? Did he look at your posture? Did he did he educate you? Because a lot of prof- healthcare professionals will not educate their yeah. patients. If you got a see the word doctor means teacher. If you're going to a doctor and they're not teaching you or showing you, I would go to somebody else. Yeah. That, and I'll be honest, that's the thing that impressed me the most about Dr. Banning and the White House chiropractic. Uh, I came in, you were about the third chiropractor I've seen, you know, over the past few years. And that impressed me so much, so much. The fact that you said, this is how much time it's going to take. And we hit that mark and you educated me. And now I'm on my own. You know, we do maintenance, but you didn't sign me up for some two year 
plan just to 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 well i'm not i'm not gonna go there yeah <laughs> i'm gonna stay away yeah. from that but yeah. that the education and you said ask your friends if they know a good chiropractor and you and that's very important because like any other profession there's good and then there's not so good so i think it's very important to to seek out advice um find a good chiropractor if you're in middle tennessee uh, we, we'd love to see you at White House Chiropractic. Yes. And I think we're going to have a very special offer for our listeners here. Mm-hmm. But if you're listening elsewhere, do some homework. You know, find find a good local chiropractor and then just just go see them. Yeah, I know several chiropractors that uh, spend a lot of time educating their patients. And there's, there's an expression that we talk about. It's give them what they want, like help them with their symptoms and that and just move them along and then show them what they could have. And I show them what they could have through my lifestyle um, or through educating, things like that. And I'm, I always talk about my health issues. Um, you know, I've got neuropathy in my feet. Um, chiropractic helps it tremendously. Um, yeah, I wouldn't know there was anything wrong with you. Yeah. If you hadn't told me, I wouldn't know. I, you look like the, the picture of health. Yeah. Well, you know, um, you know, eating healthy. You know, Mama talked about posture. Mama talked about eating your vegetables too. No dessert until you clean that plate. <laughs> well, yeah, and then dessert. You better watch that too as you yeah. get older, especially. Um, but just <laughs> tell me about it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we're probably getting close to the end of this. Uh, but uh, neuroplasticity is your nervous system's ability to adapt to stressful environments. When you receive bad news, well, your heart rate should go up. If you're sick and diseased, your heart rate is brittle. And guess what? You have a heart attack or you have a stroke. Because your body cannot change that heart rate to meet the demands of the stressor. So heart rate variability, um, the, the heart's ability to go up and down and meet. You know, the other thing is, one of the best ways to warm up is start moving. Why is that? Those mechanoreceptors are feeding information to that brain stem. The brain stem's like, hey, we better get busy. Heart, lung, start breathing. Heart increases, goes to those areas where all that mechanoreception is going on. Next thing you know, your biceps pumped up from doing those, you know, those dumbbell curls. Yeah. Yeah, all that fun stuff, you know. So, um, it's just fascinating. It really, it is. really is. Yeah. And then the other, if, if you're, if you're healthy when you eat food you know information will go to your brain stem and it's like you know we talked about the chewing response we talked about the chemistry that goes on between the brain and digestive tract all that goes through your brain stem you start digesting your food but if you have a crooked neck or forward head posture it's all kinked it's not gonna work yeah yeah so we get a lot of people get great results with heartburn indigestion a neat little patient testimony i had a a patient who had some of the worst forward head posture i mean we call that there's a grave digger there's a guy that digs graves yeah it's called looking for your grave that's how bad her posture was and she was telling me stuff like you know i can't move my shoulders i Mm. can't even hang my clothes up on my right you know those were all big concerns that this person had and so I started working on this person's skull, the base of their skull and those bones right there. 
and it's probably taken about a year. But she, both her shoulders were frozen. She had a hard time walking upright. Now, man, she's a machine, man. She can hang her clothes up. That's awesome. Vacuum, her shoulder strings come back, her mobility, her walking's all come back. But it was posture. That Focus is awesome. On that posture, yeah. So, anyhow. Well, Dr. Banning, as usual, this has been so interesting. I've got a lot of stuff to think about. Every time we record, it, it just gets my mind flowing. There's the, 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 I don't know. It's just so interesting to me. And I learn new stuff every time, every time we uh, interview you. But a few minutes ago, I mentioned that you're going to have a special offer for the Middle Tennessee area. So if someone would like to find out how their posture is or just kind of check their health and their, their back, uh, what, kind of, what kind of deal do we have? Uh, first, uh, the exam and consultation are $39, normally 125 Now, we can't offer that to Medicare patients. Uh, it's illegal to do that. Interesting. Yes. Uh, but what we'll do is we'll evaluate the posture, and we'll look at their spine for subluxations. And then what we do is we do a weight-bearing motion study that helps us determine which areas are stuck, not moving, creating stress on their nervous system. Then we have them come back the second day. That's included. Okay. And we look at their x-rays, show them their x-rays, show them what normal is, and show them where their issues are, and then we give them recommendations. And I always tell patients, you know, you may not want to do my recommendations based on time or desire or money, Mm -hmm. but I always like to share with them what is going on with their spine, what we need to do to correct their spine. And then they can tell me what they'd want to do. But it's really no pressure. That's awesome. So if someone comes in to White House Chiropractic here in White House, Tennessee, and they say, I heard you on your best health with Dr. Chris Banning, then they get the first two visits, and that includes the, the x-rays and, and the whole shebang, for thirty nine ninety five. normally $125. Yes, sir. That's about 70% off. That's a, that's a good deal. Yes, it is. All right, we call that our podcast deal. So just mention that you heard it on Your Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning. Now, if you're outside of the area, and we mentioned this too, and you're looking for a good chiropractor, go ahead and email us and let us know where you live because Dr. Banning is connected to a network of chiropractors all across America, and we'll see if we have one near you. We'll let you know. Dr. Banning, thanks so much for uh, for being here uh, and offering all this information. I, I, I learn stuff every week. I'm, I'm thrilled. I am as well. And we will see you next time right here on Your Best Health with Dr. Chris Manning. Have a great week. Thank you. You guys have a good time. Good week.